Well, a pleasant good morning. Welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend. You're on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, Caster Mark Hawkinson, with a question for you. Gotta think about it just a little bit. Are you a see it to believe it believer? Or to put it another way, is seeing believing or is believing seeing? In the Gospel of John, these words are recorded. And after eight days, again, his disciples were inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors having been stood in their midst, and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger and see my hands, and reach here your hand and put it into my side, believing, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Well, imagine their excitement on seeing Jesus again. Imagine hearing his voice utter those blessed and most comforting words. Peace be with you. Man, what a relief. They had not had a lot of that in previous days. Uh, Peace, that is. So much had taken place. They had to watch their Savior die. Indeed, he died an excruciating death in front of many mocking Pharisees. They had to wonder. They had to think about his statement to them earlier that the Son of Man must be put to death and on the third day rise. They had to wonder in the intervening days between that first Easter and the next Sunday, did they really see Jesus in that upper room? Indeed, all kinds of things were going through their minds. What now? They thought about Jesus' words when he had said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. Indeed, Jesus would be working through them. They remembered that he had breathed upon them, so they knew he was alive. He had touched him, spoken with him, and received the Holy Spirit from him. And they had told all these things to Thomas. But he didn't believe it. He said, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nail and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So guess what happened? A week later, it's the same scene. Jesus appears. Thomas is there this time. And Jesus said to Thomas, Hear your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and place it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas's response, my Lord and my God. There was no question. He had seen Jesus and had believed. And Jesus said, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believe. So case in point, do you believe before you see or after you see? That's the question. There was once a family that tragically lost of its four children within just two weeks from a viral disease. One child was left, a four-year-old boy. The family had buried the third child just two weeks before Easter. Well, on Easter morning, the parents and the remaining child went to church. The mother told her Sunday school class about the resurrection of Christ. The father read the story in Sunday school as he led the devotions. People who knew of their great loss wondered how they could do it. 
On the way home, a 16-year-old youth asked his father, That couple must really believe everything about the Easter story, don't they? Well, of course they believe it, said the father. All Christians do. But not as they do, said the youth. Not as they do. Indeed, their tragedy had brought them even closer. But their example invites you to believe as they do today. Believe that the Lord, even though you cannot see him, is with you. Believe that, well, although you cannot see into the future, there is your God. There he is already in the future, in front of you, ahead of you, for you. How do I know that? Because he said it himself. He said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So you have a, you have a non-abandoning God who desires you to trust him without seeing. That's believing as the family did, knowing that no matter how tough things get, when your life is set on Jesus Christ through his blessed word, there is no obstacle that cannot be overcome through the one who has already overcome death and the grave for you. It's done. It's won. Trust him for it. He's good for it. The Apostle Paul has written, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Yeah, yeah, endurance and encouragement go together. The Scriptures put them together in your life. So that even though you cannot see ahead, you trust the one who is. The head, that is, the head of the universe. He's good for it. Don't imagine for a moment that you can get through life without the encouragement of the Holy Scriptures. You can't. You'll lose focus. You'll start trusting in only the things that you can see. And that's why the Apostle Peter once wrote, You, therefore, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Yeah, I mean, it is possible to be carried away from the truth that Jesus really did rise from the dead. It is possible to be carried away from the one who spoke to his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Of course, there can be no peace without the one who gives it. Peace in a person, indeed. Hey, don't let the devil, the world, or your own sinful flesh carry you away from those precious faith-strengthening words. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. It's his peace. That's why fear is out. And the Lord is in the Lord's spirit is in your life. Indeed, believing is seeing, believing the words of Jesus, even when you cannot hear them, trusting that they are true. After all, he died for you and rose again. Ooh, that's God's promise. You can believe it right now before you see him. The scene is a courtroom and the judge is robed in a black gown and he's taken his seat and a prisoner handcuffed, is led into the room. As he sees the judge, his heart quakes. He's filled with fear. And indeed, he has good reason, because the judge must pronounce sentence upon him for his crime. But then suddenly, a young boy enters that same courtroom, makes the seats filled with, you know, 
interested spectators, runs up to the judge, whispers something into his ear. And the judge reaches into his pocket, gives the lad a coin. And the boy exits. Very happy mood. You see, the boy had no fear at all of the man robed in black. For the judge was his father. And so it is with you on this blessed day. In Jesus Christ, he's not your judge. In Christ, God is to you what the judge was to the little boy, your father. And you can approach him fearlessly. He will provide for all your needs. He's good for it. Is seeing believing? No, of course not. Believing is seeing. The words of Jesus to Thomas echoed down the centuries of time all the way to this very day, all the way to this very moment. Blessed, that means happy, are those who have not seen and yet believe. Indeed, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is for real, even though there have been many in history to deny it. In his last book, DeWitt, the well-known Bible critic and uh, the leader of skepticism in the past century, made this concession. He said, the fact of the resurrection, though it may be shrouded in impenetrable mystery, cannot be questioned any more than the assassination of Julius Caesar. How about that? By the way, you're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend right here on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkins, and appreciate you tuning in this blessed morning. And I'm talking about the sureness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and of your own resurrection someday. You know, there was once an Englishman by the name of Frank Morrison who was a non-Christian, and frankly, he was quite proud of it. Palestine, with the goal of researching the resurrection story, it's really an account, in order to disprove it. For then he thought the whole structure of Christianity would just come toppling right down. So he searched and he searched for that specific chink of evidence that would refute it all. But you know what happened? The more that he ignored, carefully he took a look at all the evidence that was available, the more interesting and impressive he discovered it to be, and the more tired he grew of his naturalistic explanations. Ultimately, you know what happened? He shed his agnosticism and became converted to Christianity, finding the resurrection simply too difficult to disprove. And indeed it is. St. Paul once wrote, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, and then he appeared to all of the apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me. So look at all those appearances. Jesus proved that he rose from the dead with his own body, visible among the disciples and us. 
The Apostle Paul also wrote, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. And then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have this life only, St. Paul wrote, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So guess what? There may be fruit that follows. If he's the first fruits, and guess what? You're it. You are the fruit that follows, and you will be following. Jesus said, because I live, will live also. If the one is true, so also is the other. In your baptism, you have a union with Christ that guarantees your resurrection from the dead. So just as he died, you die. And just as he rose from the dead, so will you too. You have to. There's no choice. You will be rising because he already has. And he's the one who said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Yeah, indeed. Is seeing believing or is believing seeing? I think you know the answer to that question now. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Thanks a lot for being along for Moments of Assurance Weekend. Join me throughout the week for Moments of Assurance program, a whole hour of music and inspiration over the noon hour. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. You're listening to Moments of Assurance with Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Moments of Assurance is under it Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. You can email Pastor Hawkinson at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. That's mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Hear Moments of Assurance weekdays at noon on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news.